Welcome, welcome, everybody. We are back here for another episode of Wigs for Wigs. If you've been following along with us the last few weeks, the last few episodes, we've been talking quite a bit about the midterm elections, which, of course, were held the other day. If you are following this show live, if you are downloading this sometime later in the future to listen to, we are just coming out of the 2022 midterm elections, which have been rather surprising in their outcome. So what we're going to do today, I'm joined again by Bill Venezia, and we're going to do a little bit of a post-mortem on what we know so far coming out of these midterms. There are still some results that are outstanding. We don't quite know who's going to have the majority in the House yet, uh, or what that majority will be on either side. But we're going to look back at these midterms and see what maybe conclusions we can draw from these 22 midterm elections, which were quite surprising in how they turned out. And if you go back and you listen to our last couple episodes where we kind of prognosticated about what we thought was going to happen in the midterms, I'm standing by. We were pretty close on what we said. Uh, I think I said it was going to be 50-50 in the Senate still, maybe even 51-49 for the Democrats. Still could happen. Georgia is up in the air. And that it would be a very, very slim margin for the Republicans. And I think that still is how it's shaping up looking to be. So, uh, Bill, we just had these midterms. Again, we're still waiting on some results. But what's your initial first takeaway from these midterm elections that we've just gone through? Well, I, I think that you look at it in terms of winners and losers. Uh, I think uh, the country as a whole uh, showed uh, a rejection of extremism. I think the winner on the, the elections was Biden uh, and his agenda, but also Chuck Schumer, because Schumer basically put a lot of time, effort, and energy in the Senate. Now, I, I think that the uh, GOP will control the Congress, you know, um, based on what I've heard just recently, uh, as little as about an hour ago. Uh, and I do think that uh, it's kind of interesting when you look at the House and see where the Democrats picked up two governors, but they also picked up senators in, in states that they didn't anticipate it. One I'm thinking of right off the top of my head is Arizona. And I think it leads me to the conclusion that um, the Republican Party, uh, the losers were, of course, Donald Trump, who's most of his candidates, with the exception, I think, of Ohio, uh, with uh, which is such CD a deep Vance. red state that yeah. I mean, you look—he underperformed. Based yeah, on what you would expect a Republican to do in Ohio. Based yeah, on how it, it was relatively close, but they still retain that. That's interesting too, because Mike DeWine was reelected as governor. Yes. Mike DeWine is not a MAGA person, no. not at all. And I think that well, was he the, won by a more comfortable margin than JD than Vance they did. did. He did. His coattails weren't evident there, uh, or maybe were evident there. Were I would say were. You know, and it's interesting to look too. You when you look at um, New Hampshire. Uh, Maggie Hassan won re-election in the Senate, yes. but Sununu won uh, re-election as the governor of New Hampshire. Sununu is not a MAGA person, you know. So I think that I think the pendulum swung back into Sununu the middle. Could have easily won that Senate race if he had chosen to get the Senate I, race. I think you're and absolutely Donald Trump right. Kept him out of that Senate race, which is why he is the loser. He would have walked over Hassan yep. and won that Senate seat for the Republicans. 
I, I agree with you. And I think a lot of that is attributed to his father, too, uh, who was a very yeah, steady, very steady man. Close uh, with George H.W. Bush. Yep, his chief of staff, yes. I, I believe. Yes, he was. Uh, and also, too, when you look at Florida, DeSantis is a MAGA person with a friendly face yeah. and 42 years young. <laughs> You know, with a beautiful family. We have to really start taking Ron DeSantis seriously. Absolutely. One of the definite, one of the definite takeaways from these midterms. Yeah, I, I think he's a big winner, number one. And I think he's slow playing this perfectly because he's not crowing about it, whereas you have the person who's the, uh, the biggest grievance person in the history of American politics, Donald Trump, already hitting him with Ron DeSanctimonious. Yeah. Uh, thinking that the path to the presidency, like in 2016, is to verbally annihilate all of your competition. Of course, he's doing that with Pence, who Pence came out of the woodwork to, to give a, a oh, very yeah, important... Coming out. Yeah. Absolutely, but don't you think that Pence will throw his hat into the ring? He will, but who's going to vote for Mike Pence? Nobody. Who Nobody. is Mike Pence's supporter, other than mother, as he calls his wife? Yes, um. his, his wife. I don't, I don't think he's a viable candidate, but what about the other Republicans, uh, say the governor of uh, Virginia, Yunkin, who's already been the, the object of Trump's say, derision? Trump's tweet, uh, not tweet, but whatever, truth social post about Yunkin? Yeah, I mean, Young you mean that kin sounds awfully Chinese, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's pathetic. Are you kidding me? Well, you know, <laughs> it's kind of funny because you know I'm I'm categorizing Trump as the loser in the in the the, the midterms, but I understand tonight it's a fait complete. He's going to announce, announce his tonight. candidacy, and I guess it's to to stave off this competition. Now Republicans are going to be put in a box. They don't. They want to move it's not on. Not going to stave off Ron DeSantis. That's for mm, sure. Well, it'll be interesting to see which ones step up to the plate. I'm not sure yet because DeSantis is only 42 years old. The reason I'm saying that is because the Republican Party might want to move on, especially McConnell, from Donald Trump. But I don't know if they can afford to move on from the MAGA base. Because well, I, I don't think DeSantis is not moving on from the MAGA base. DeSantis, I think, can tap into the MAGA base. Yeah, that's so easy. Not so easy when you have uh, the, the head of the MAGA base throwing stones right. at him. Right. Because he's going to... He, and, you know, it's sad that American politics has degenerated to this, but it always was. You know, that type of negative politics does impact voters. Uh, and it's almost like... Now, unfortunately, with Trump, I think it's had the... It has a, it's a law of diminishing returns. I think his support has waned because people are tired of the grievance issues. They're tired of nothing getting done. They're tired of like the drama. It's almost like a soap opera. In every single state that Joe Biden won by less than 5%, which you would classify as a swing state, a purple state, in every single one of those states, we're talking Wisconsin, we're talking Pennsylvania, we're talking Arizona, we're talking Nevada. In every one of those, those who ran on the election denialism of Donald Trump lost in these midterm elections. Those who made that the issue of their campaign lost. And, and you notice- Those who talked about the economy, those who talked about immigration, those who talked about jobs, inflation, uh, national security, foreign policy, won. 
and those who talked about the 2020 election being rigged and stolen lost. Isn't, so, it, isn't it interesting that DeSantis... In the states that a Republican has to win and take back from Joe Biden in 2024 right. to win an election, to become president, those people lost last yes. week. Well, it, it definitely was a repudiation. Uh, and, and I have to gloat a little bit as a John McCain Republican, which if you've listened from the <laughs> beginning of the show, you know that's what I am. I yes. have been from middle school. <laughs> Carrie Lake. Well, uh, By Carrie Lake. Now, now, don't you think... November 4th, Carrie Lake said at an event, <laughs> introducing herself, we don't have any McCain Republicans in here, do we? This is to a crowd in Arizona. And when a few people raised their hands, she said, all right, get the hell out. Boy, Arizona sure has delivered some losers, haven't they? Well... Uh, loser, well, Carrie Lake, as Jim Carrey <laughs> would say back in the 90s. Uh, you are a loser. Uh, Get out. <laughs> now, 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 listen to this. I, I, I believe that she's a loser. I believe that it was utter stupidity from just a rational political thought that why would you want to alienate John McCain voters in the state of Arizona when you would desperately need them? And that was a razor-thin margin that could have made the difference. John, Arizona has a large number of independent voters who overwhelmingly throughout the years supported John McCain. John McCain won Arizona by more than Donald Trump did in 2016. Yes, he did. And, and by McCain the way... McCain was up for re-election that year. His margin was significantly bigger than Donald Trump's was when Trump won Arizona. I, I totally... And the person who embraced the legacy of John McCain is not the Republican Carrie Lake or the Republican who is the Senate candidate in uh, Arizona. Another loser... Um, oh, God, Blake. Masters. Uh, Masters. But was the Democrat, Kelly. Yep. The astronaut. And, and you know what? I think endorsed he's... Endorsed by Cindy McCain. I think, he's, I think he's assumed that mantle. But that mantle goes back to Barry Goldwater, too, who's always, who was always an, ind an independent to a certain degree. Uh, so sadly, goodbye, Carrie Lake. Well, no, don't say goodbye, because I think she currently, will, and time will tell, we'll know tomorrow or tonight, I think she's in Mar-a-Lago, because yeah. I believe that Donald Trump would ask her to be his running mate. I think that's possible. You know, and I, and I think that uh, he would need... And then we can care about her as much as we care about all other vice presidential nominees. I mean, it's Sarah case. Palin, too, uh, you know, uh, I mean, oh, who God. was a drag on, on Mr. On, McCain, yeah. you know? Uh, well, I remember that well. Yeah, unfortunately. I was but, all for Tim Pawlenty that year. That was well, who I wanted in that vice presidential sweepstakes. Well, Pawlenty... Good, good, solid governor from a Midwestern state. Pawlenty reminded me, his name reminded me of an Italian delicacy from the North, Polenta. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. uh, but anyway, I think if you look... Had to gloat for a moment there. It, I know, and you're very right to, <laughs> and honestly... I never really believed in John McCain's politics, but a true American icon, a true American hero, not only for his service in Vietnam, but I believe he never stood taller when he addressed that woman uh, during his no Obama. No man. No. I, 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 I have to tell you. Uh, we want to fight and we will fight, you, you but we will be respectful. I respect Senator Obama and his accomplishments. And he said he was a good man. And you know what? John McCain was a good man, and, and I, uh, I respect his memory. 
And uh, the other time that I really respected him too is when he put a dagger in the attempts to to kill um, Obamacare, to which kill has become affordable. increasingly popular Absolutely. in the years since. The, and but, honestly, despite the roughly two hundred thousand times the Republicans have tried to repeal it. Now, um, now let's let's talk a little bit right, about, let's come back about to the, the House, right. to, yeah. you know, <laughs> because I think it's important to look at the House and what the agenda is going to be. I honestly I think that's a good point. I think the I think the House is going to be a very interesting because with a small uh, majority in the Republican Party, there is going to be people to challenge Kevin McCarthy. Yes. And every Biggs has already announced he's going to. Yes, he is. And by the way, any initiative by the Republicans will require all of them. You know, so and, and I totally this kind is what of I said a yeah. week or two ago, I'm afraid what kind of power this is going to give the crazies. Well, I, I really hoped we were going to get rid of Lord Boebert. It looked like that might actually happen. Yes. She just squeaked it out. She, <laughs> she squeaked it out. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because I think you can throw any kind of legislative initiatives out the window, number one. Yes. I think that you'll see all sorts. You'll see a knife fight for two years. Yeah. And I think that there'll I be... I mean, a real key is that the, for, the, for Joe Biden, from his perspective, yeah. that he kept the Senate, meaning he can still get, get things judicial passed. appointments. He can still, if there are cabinet vacancies, get those people in. Uh, I don't think his, I think his legislative agenda is dead. I, now, I, think, but, I think that there are a couple... But those other of, executive actions that just require Senate approval, this is huge for Joe Biden. Well, I think that there are a couple of initiatives he can get through in, in, because of the Senate, especially, too, if things break the way they... They have been breaking in December in Georgia, you know, uh, uh, and one of the things I think that... I'm just not sure how many common sense Republicans are left in the House. Well, but there are in the Senate, and you know that the bill goes to the House and the bills can be rewritten in the Senate. And but then you have to I reconcile you, the two versions and yep. get passed through both houses. Well, I think, I think that if the election taught us anything with five uh, abortion rights uh, initiatives getting voted into office. I think that's a telltale sign to the Republicans that they have to that's modify true. their position. So having said that, I think that codifying Roe could be definitely taken place in the in in the uh, in the legislature in, in, in this coming year. I think that was one of the most interesting results that hasn't been looked at. Is the governor of Kansas being reelected? Who's a Democrat? Um, right. And Kansas is one of the states that in recent months uh, defeated a measure to right. try to restrict abortion. So the, I think that could I or think should the, I be think a little bit of a wake-up call to some Republicans, Republicans yeah. that that is not a winning issue, even in a no. deep red state like Kansas, no. to focus on abortion. I, well, you know, there's other factors in Kansas also. Of I course. mean, the, the Republicans prior to the Democrat being reelected led that state into the ground economically. Yeah. I mean, it was really, really hurting. So, coming, I, mean, I mean, that... Coming back to governors, and then we'll come yeah. back to the House a little bit, as you mentioned, I mean, look at, in Pennsylvania, Doug Mastriano lost by the time the polls were even closed. It was clear yeah. that he lost. He got blown out. <laughs> you know, I give him a lot of credit, though, for, for manning up and basically yeah. saying what he said. I was shocked that he did. Yeah. You know, I expected the, the big lie but to reverberate. This is a purple state yeah. that he and Mehmet Oz just got absolutely obliterated in. Well, I think it has... Mastriano even more than Mehmet Oz. Yeah, and again, it goes back to, you know, Trump's picks. I mean, McConnell hit it on the head. It was candidate quality. Yeah. Uh, I love look Rick in Scott now coming out and saying, oh, uh, it's Mitch McConnell's law for, fault that we lost these because he 
created a lack of confidence in our candidates by saying they were poor quality. How about no, they were just poor quality. They were poor quality. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it's interesting, too, because uh, you, you see McCarthy will probably be challenged in leadership. But I don't think that McConnell is going to be challenged. And I think McConnell basically would still be the minority I, whip. I can see a Rick Scott or somebody making a challenge to McConnell. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I think McConnell has the support he needs. The truth of the matter right. is he headed the senatorial uh, initiative right. I don't see on what, the, what the leg Rick Scott has to stand on. No, he, doesn't have, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. Only he thought that would be his springboard for his own presidential aspirations because, believe it or not, he had them. Yeah, I mean, you he know? certainly. You know? But, look, Donald Trump thought he was going to be making an announcement tonight coming off of oh, yeah. a red wave election. Oh, he'll turn this as week. a winner, especially to... Well, did you see his quote? This is something a literal quote from Donald Trump. I'm not making this up. He said, if they win, talking about Republican candidates, I think I should get the credit. If they lose, I don't think I should get any of the blame. Well, that, that's the way he functioned. <laughs> that was sort of like Richard Nixon, who once what said, a leader. I, I, ex I accept full responsibility, but not the blame. And yeah. then all of his cabinet people basically went to jail and he didn't. Or Michael Scott, if you're a fan of The Office, who said <laughs> to David Wallace, I'll be honest, David, I do want all the credit with none of the blame. Uh, <laughs> talking about his Willy Wonka promotional yeah, Trump should program. Wear a, <laughs> Trump should wear a Dunder Mifflin t-shirt tonight. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think... But in the House, we are going to have a very slim majority. The Washington Post had an interesting article up today about the slimmest majorities in House history and what they were able to do within each of those. And in a couple of them, it played out where major events happened that rally people around the president, you know, rally around the flag syndrome, World War I, okay. Woodrow Wilson had a very small majority of Democrats, and yet they still were able to, you know, he was able to pass what he wanted for the war. And then prohibition is passed. We get a constitutional amendment under that Congress, despite the slim margin. But those were overarching issues that were popular across the board. George W. Bush, we talked about how he gained seats after 9-11. But he had a very small margin and nonetheless was able to get the Patriot Act passed, authorization for the use of force in Iraq. But again, that was an atmosphere that created cross-political divide, well, sentiment. I think those. Are I don't all, think we have any necessarily of that cross the political divide. Yeah, I do. I, I think one that we discussed a few weeks ago is the war in the Ukraine. I, oh, I, true. I, I right. don't think that I've the, got my Ukraine pin on. I still. don't. I do not think that the uh, support for the Ukraine is going yeah, I don't to think basically that's any danger. No, yeah. I don't. I, I honestly think that that we political suicide for the MAGA group. Although Kevin, Kevin McCarthy was touting that, but Kevin McCarthy is going to have to control his own people, and I'm not sure he can. Yeah. Kevin know? McCarthy, as Teddy Roosevelt said about a rival Republican leader, he has the backbone of a jellyfish. Um, <laughs> so he's going to go wherever he feels is going to make him speaker and, and keep him as speaker. He does He's not a guy I feel has a single actual political conviction in his body Well, on uh, policy. I, I once recalled a quote, now I'll clean it up a bit, from Lyndon Johnson, who Yeah, was, we do have a PG rating on this podcast. Yes, so. uh, who was expressing... <laughs> I would have had stronger words for Carrie Lake earlier, but... Who, 
who was expressing his views of the political ability of his vice president, Hubert Humphrey, and he said something to the effect that he could not lead a fly to spit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I mean, Lyndon Johnson had his colorful way. He did. Anyway. He did. He was uh, quite a character. But anyway, anybody smart enough to pour piss out of a boot? That's one of his favorite favorite <laughs> expressions um, that he used to say about people. Um, uh, he also used that commanding height to intimidate people. Right. Yeah. And as, as, you, as you basically heard on Seinfeld, he was a close talker <laughs> close with talker. intent to kind of intimidate people. Yeah. He did that often. Uh, but, uh, hey, he was, a great, uh, he was a great leader of the Senate, got bills passed, thought he be, could become president in 1960 by staying home and doing the work of the people. <laughs> Little did he know that John Kennedy was going to crisscross that country and uh, defeat Hubert Humphrey in the well, Midwest. Some, sometimes sitting home gets you elected. Yes. Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs. <laughs> I, you know what? I, God knows it won. Maybe I, I've got to tell All you All she truth. had to do is sit back and let Donald Trump and Carrie Lake drown themselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and honestly, look at all those positions in, in, in Arizona. That statewide election, right? Not the only governor, governor, but secretary, secretary of state, 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 the state house, the, the, um, both senators. Yep. You know, uh, Congress though they did they did well. I was they did it was listen, split. It was split. Uh, Close elections, but it was split in it, Arizona. In fact, Arizona and California still have some outstanding races, but they're probably going to be enough to give the Republicans the majority. The way things are looking right now, it's very interesting because you know I think a lot of American voters, especially in New Jersey or in in the in in Hudson County, they pull the whole ticket. Yeah. But there was a lot of ticket splitting. You there know, was. for down ballots. There was either ticket splitting or people voting for somebody and then leaving another office blank. Yeah, yeah. I, you I, look at Georgia, Brian Kemp won very easily in the end against Stacey Abrams, but Herschel Walker got over a million votes less. Yeah, he did. Those votes didn't necessarily go to Raphael Warnock. No. Those are people who voted for Brian Kemp and then just left the Senate race that, That's blank. That's going to be interesting um, to see who goes into Georgia to campaign, and will they keep Trump out of Georgia? Can Herschel Walker keep Trump out of Georgia? Probably not. <laughs> no, no. But he was complaining yesterday that uh, the monies that were trying were being raised on his efforts by selling merchandise, <laughs> so that the items were ten dollars. Uh, Donald Trump controlled nine and gave one dollar of the profits to Herschel Walker. So uh-huh. his, his money dried up relatively quickly, although that was an expensive race. Did you race. see Lindsey Graham almost crying the other day? Oh, God. About, what a despicable person. They're just trying to keep black people from being conservatives. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you are. <laughs> but uh, Anybody who says not to vote for Herschel Walker is just a racist who doesn't want oh, yeah. Yeah, as opposed- black people to be Republicans. No, look at the look at the contrast between those. As two even men. Van Jones, who is very liberal, I mean, yeah. we all know him, said, "If you want a black person to look up to and you're conservative, Tim Scott is a perfectly good person to look up to. You don't have to have Herschel Walker." Well, that's interesting too because Tim Lindsey Graham just had to look at his own state, <laughs> the guy he shares a desk with, <laughs> to see another black Republican in the Senate, and yet here he is uh, crying, yeah. evangelically. You know, we have to have... Oh, God. God, <laughs> another father. More black Republicans. 
You know, you know, Tim Scott's interesting because I, you didn't hear a lot out of Tim Scott. I don't know if he went on the on the husk or whatever he did, but I don't think he had a loud voice during the elections. No, for for a number for of anybody. reasons too, um, and I, and I think too that do he's. You think Tim Scott is running for president? Potentially, yes. Running for president to be depicted by as a vice presidential yeah. running mate. Yeah, I think, and that's or a cabinet or something. Or, set yeah, himself I, up for that. My opinion is that yes, that that could that could. I come think so to pass. too. I think Tim's going to declare. Yeah. Actually, let's let's pause there. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. And I want us to talk a little bit about this this upcoming presidential primary that we're going to see on both sides. The Democrats and the Republicans. Joke, if we could, I do want to just address a little sure. bit of the leadership issues. Oh, right. Let's do that, the and then Senate we'll take a quick break. And, and the Senate and, and the Congress on the Democratic side. Okay. You know, the interesting point is that... Um, well, Schumer's not threatened in any way. He's going to be the No, I think, I think Schumer is not going to be... I don't think Schumer's leadership is going to be quite... He's a winner, at number one, and he helped... Apparently. <laughs> but I think in the Congress, it's interesting. You know, what... Na I, I I'm think, not sure what Nancy... You're right. I'm not sure, I'm not what, sure what she's going to do, because obviously uh, her plans were interrupted. I don't think she's interested in being attack. minority leader again. So. Uh, you know what? I, but I, I'm going to tell you, because of the fact I categorized the next two years in the Congress as a knife fight, you definitely need a steady hand. And if anything, she's shown that she has. So, I, and I'm trying to look. Okay, Jim Clyburn, who's going to be who's going to be that leader? You know, I, I think truthfully, I think Clyburn think is up for that. The Democrats are going to have an issue with their own left base in terms of coming up and sharing yes. that minority leadership. So I think that that's going to be an interesting thing. I don't think it's going to be pronounced or as loud as the Republicans are going to we be. We saw some moderate Democrats lose their seats, too. Yeah. Elaine Luria and others in, yeah. in Virginia. Um, so that should be interesting, you know. Uh, and again, I don't think the Senate's going to change. I honestly, you know, will we'll, we'll stick to the fact that I don't think the Senate uh, leadership on the Republican side is going to change either. No, uh, probably not. No, because I, so. I don't think anybody wants the job. This is a tough time to be in that position. So, um, who's the who's the gentleman from uh, Tom uh, Cotton? Um, you know, he out and out said without saying it that we should move on from Trump uh, on well, Sunday even, in the news shows. Even 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 Josh Hawley said that yesterday. Yeah, I mean, Josh Hawley, isn't he, isn't he a, a latter-day Cassius from, from <laughs> Julius Caesar? He's got that lean and hungry I'm just look. surprised he stopped running from, you know, the people that he was... Running away from? <laughs> yeah. Riling up. And then, I have to say, I think he's pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked pretty good uh, on his sprint for safety from the people that were such good people from his point of view that morning. Um, all right, so now we, we are going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we're going to look ahead to 2024 to see what we're looking forward to in terms of a presidential election in this now new atmosphere. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back here on Wigs for Wigs. All right, we are back here on Wigs for Wigs, and we're looking ahead now. We just did our little post-mortem on the midterms. Uh, and actually, we're going to be joined now by another guest. We have Frank McGady back with us 
Today, uh, as you all know, we record this during the school day. Frank had a little bit of work he had to get done, but he's joining us now for this new session as we look ahead now to the presidential election of 2024 and the primaries, which are going to get going in earnest now because tonight, as we're recording this, Donald Trump is expected to announce that he's going to be running for president again. So, Frank, welcome. If you have any thoughts on the midterms first, feel free to... The only thing Kick I, them in, and otherwise we'll move on and we'll talk about president. I, I was impressed, and I read this article, and I was even discussing with my uh, junior class about how the 18 to 28s came out to vote, and their number one issue was the environment. I asked my class what their uh, issue was, and you know, some of them had different things, but no one mentioned the environment. But once I mentioned they said, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that. You know. That <laughs> but um, and a lot of them it really kind of blunted that red tsunami that they planned to have making it into more of a red um, ripple but um, I think you know naturally and of course one of the things that was kind of disturbing is I mentioned this to one of my more conservative friends and he sent me back a video and I've heard about this before it was from that scientist back in the 19th century or early late, early 20th century who talked about global warming as just part of a natural cycle, but most of science have now just proven it and saying it's uh, really not accurate, yet many of the right-wing you know, conservatives still cling to it as being gospel. But, uh, you know, but the environment is a big issue. So, and of course he said to me, well, you know, all these young yuppies, you know, they're all very pro-environment, so they move to the suburbs and need to buy a car, and I said, a lot of them are not young yuppies. A lot of them are young students who are working jobs. They're not like wealthy and they're concerned about the environment. It's a major issue. Yes, are there problems with it? Of course there are problems, you know, with like electric cars and things, but they have to be worked out because if we don't look at it, it's gonna be a major problem for their children. I mean, I'm not gonna be around in 50 years, but they will be. So that was one of the things. The other one, of course, is the um, whole unresolved issue in Georgia. And um, I was reading some stories about that this weekend. And, uh, you know, what will um, Governor-elect Kemp do now since um, Walker has been pretty much dismissive of him? He probably well, I will... can't imagine Kemp campaigning in any way for Well, he Walker. might only because he, they, they think he might do it because um, they, he may want to show that he is the political leader in Georgia. But um, someone joked... I think I, he made that point by winning by over a million votes yes. more than... Yes, which, and again, some of my more conservative friends said to me, and I said, well, Walker is a very flawed candidate. Well, who else do they have? I said, first of all, you have a lot of them. You know, they could have gone with Purdue. I mean, Kemp They could have gone won, with Purdue. They could have gone with Doug Collins. Yes, there's so many out there. Collins, maybe. Purdue was a loser. But, you know, but he, he would have done, done better. better than Walker, I think. He probably would have won. A, in a, I'm not so sure. I don't know. No. I you think, know, once you get tainted like, like Stacey Abrams, you know, what is Stacey Abrams' future? I, I don't think she has any, uh, uh, I don't think she's going to basically run for president, uh, potentially. Yeah, I'm not sure where president. she goes now. You know, I, you lose two elections like Party that. chairman, I think, is maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't think she. But even her organization didn't look great no, in this election. No, it did so. not. And you know what? Somebody who's as dynamic a speaker, I was very disappointed uh, in that performance to a certain degree. It was close. I was surprised but, by it. Yeah. I, I thought it would be a little bit closer than it was. I thought Kemp would win re-election, but yeah. I was surprised that See, it wasn't closer. See, it just closer. goes to show you, too. And, you know, MAGA people, the Republicans, it's like your girlfriend. Sometimes you can't live with them, and you can't live without them. 
And I think that the Republican Party can't afford to completely jettison MAGA because it, 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 it eliminates yeah. that base. Uh, you know, uh, right. There's 30% of Republicans who are just going I, I to go down with the ship of, right. of Donald yeah. Trump. I think that uh, their plan is that eventually but, it'll just fade away. You know, the MAGA people will eventually, you know, come around when, when Trump fades away. And he has to. I mean, you know, he's, you know, in his 70s. He's, you know, he's 77. 76. 76, 77. yeah. He just turned 77. Biden's going to be 80 years old like in, in a week. Yeah, so let's let's come to that. Uh, let's start on the Democratic side. Does Joe Biden run for re-election? He announced th the other day that he's going to make a decision early next year. What do we think? Oh, I, Is he going to run again? He's going to be I, 80 years old. Well, <laughs> uh, let, me, let, me put, let me put it to you this way. I, I think the stranglehold on the Republican Party by Donald Trump will dictate that. If, if Donald Trump tonight announces his candidacy and any kind of momentum starts. Biden has the ability now to sit back and watch that. I think Donald Trump is the only Republican candidate that Joe Biden can beat. And I don't think that the Democrats have a deep enough bench, and we can talk about that, in terms of who can rivals say just, and I don't think that it's a fait complete that, that Trump is not their candidate. You know, because Joe and I were talking before, Ron DeSantis is 42 years old. He has the benefit of time. He can wait till he's 46 years old. He can step aside. And by the way, if he does step aside, it would be interesting to see if he's, you know, pregnantly quiet with regard to Donald Trump's campaign. For I can't imagine him stepping aside after the showing he had in the, in the election last well, week. We'll see. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Who else? What other Republicans want to assume that mantle and would actually get involved? Would, uh, would the governor of Virginia get involved? Youngkin. So let's, let's, let's stick with the Democrats for now, and then okay. we'll speculate about Youngkin and some other people. But if Joe Biden, I, I agree with you. I think if Donald Trump <clears throat> is trending towards being the Republican nominee again, I think Joe Biden will feel almost that it's his mission yep. to run again and stop Donald Trump from becoming president. Uh, you know, Joe Biden says that what made him run for president in 2020 was when he saw Donald Trump call, say that there were very fine people on both sides at Charlottesville, that he felt he had to run and try to get Donald Trump out of the White House. I think if Trump is trending towards being the nominee again, I think that's what's going to make Joe Biden decide he has to run again. If it's not Donald Trump trending towards being the Republican nominee, I could very very easily see Joe Biden deciding not to run. Not to run. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's pretty pretty decent. So then, as you were saying, the Democrats maybe don't have the deepest bench. Who who do we have from the Democrats uh, then? Uh, let's go through the, the <laughs> usual suspects. Who I, do we I, have? I don't think the vice president has Kamala the, Harris has nothing. Has no political gravitas to become president. Number right. one. Um, Pete Buttigieg, I, I thought he was. You know, I, he had hope. He's I, been a, a cabinet secretary now, but the I, secretary I, of transportation. I, mean, I think he's a remarkable man, but the truth of the matter I is, I don't think he's there yet. It, I don't know if he's there yet. Number and one, I don't think America's there yet. And I don't know if it's a, Frank exactly. I don't know if America's there yet. You know, uh, although we can't all just accept that James Buchanan was gay and and move on that we've had one already? You just taught me something. Um. I didn't know that. Is that why I wore kilts? No. <laughs> Same thing with Kamala Harris. I just don't think this country is ready for a female president. 
As no. sad as a thing? It's no, I, no so I, many. I, I may disagree with you on that, but the right female candidate. Somebody with a lot more charisma, who's not prickly. It's an interesting... It's so who is there on the Democratic I'm side? I'm looking. Well, I'm going to throw a few names out at you. I think one of the Castro twins from Texas is a okay. potential. He kind of cut his own throat by going after Biden during those debates. But the I hate to matter, say it, but if the average person could tell me which Castro twin is which, I'd be very I impressed. can't. It's no, one no. of them. One of those two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, also, I, I have what to say... What about Gavin Newsom? I, I was just going to say Gavin Newsom. A... Yeah. He speaks well. He's telegenic. <laughs> if you look at the economy of California, it's the fourth best economy in the world. Yep. You know, so things aren't as bad as the Republicans like, to say, is, like yes. to say it is in California because people are still living there. You know, <laughs> a lot of them are. <laughs> a lot of them are. And, and you know what? If you have a base like California and you know that you got both sides of the, the coast. Right. I think Newsom has the coast. If he yeah. I mean, I, I think Which Gavin, most Democrats do. Let's yeah, be honest. I think Gavin. In terms of primary season. And, and governors usually do very, fairly well with elections, much better than senators or. Yeah. Um, you know why? They have more experience at right. being an executive. A chief and there's executive. less things you could. Senators and everything always have, especially representatives, is always things that they voted for. Right, congressmen have a lot of votes that they have to uh, yeah. stand by. I, I, and I'll governors don't. You, I'll tell you somebody who's a star on the horizon for the for the Democratic Party, the new governor, Westmore of Maryland. Right. I was yes. very, yeah. very He is impressed. a very impressive person. He's impressive. Yeah. You know? I, uh, so He's got a terrific life story. Yep. He just won very handily in yeah. Maryland. That's a, a governor pickup for the Democratic Party. Yeah. Again, a, a popular governor was driven out by Donald Trump. Larry Hogan was a yeah. Republican governor. Yeah, good one too. Yeah. Same thing in Massachusetts. We had Charlie Baker. I'm going to talk about him in a moment. Very popular Republican governor of a blue state got kicked to the curb by the MAGA wing of the Republican now, Party. Phil Scott in Vermont was reelected, and he's a not a MAGA Republican, but mm -hmm. he's a Republican in the, in the, in the finest sense. Well, you're right. I think, I think the governor of Maryland, what is his name? Westmore, Wes right? Westmore. I, I think he definitely is a rising star to watch in the Democratic Party. Um, you know, and, and as you're looking at it, too, I think there are, are some other very solid people i'm gonna throw out there amy klobuchar right who's the, has been a great legislature i, like, yeah. I do like him well, yeah she, as much as a conservative republic traditionally conservative republican well, she's she's, like a, she's a sane she's a, democrat she's a yeah, centrist she's a sane yes democrat. yes she is i, I read an someone. article in my one of my i always buy the new york post on sunday it's my guilty i'll be honest pleasure. in 2020 mm -hmm. if bernie sanders was the nominee against donald trump i probably would have written in a name for the okay. presidential election well, but if Amy Klobuchar was the nominee, I could have voted for Amy Klobuchar. You know, oh. uh, I, 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 oh, also, yeah. I also <laughs> think, too, I, just getting back to a comparison, the New York Post, there was one of, the, one of their editorial writers, wrote a column about comparing Bill Clinton to Ron DeSantis. And mm. it, you know what? I do think it's a, it's, a, it's a viable comparison. You know, they were both so Southern senators. They were both, well... Clinton, Clinton was really conservative Democrat, you know, that blue dog yes, logo. Mm -hmm. and, and it's not too far from the spectrum. I used to compare John F. Kennedy and JFK, two cold warriors. John F. Who, Kennedy and... And, and Nixon. Yeah. And Nixon. <laughs> uh, it, because, honestly, 
on the political spectrum. Right, ideologically, there apart. wasn't that uh, no. much of a difference between them. No, um. but, but I could see the comparison with uh, Bill Clinton and, um, and Ron DeSantis. But getting back to the Democrats, uh, and I'm, I'm looking far and wide, um, I'll, tell you, I'll t- tell you another, another guy who's, who's on the rise, and that's Josh Shapiro, who ran a great campaign. In, in he did. I, I, I just I don't see him as somebody exciting enough people to. Mm, you ever hear him speak? I have. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, I have. Um, I have you know, to hear it. Um, and I think that's somebody. And maybe. Yeah. You know, he, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. He won a purple state. Yeah. Uh, but very I convincingly. You, I think you picked a couple. Of, I think Newsom definitely was someone I didn't even think about because right. I was thinking about all the traditional Democrats, and Newsom is kind of like um, out of the main. I don't want to say mainstream, but the main, like, talk of, when you talk about all the, because he hasn't run yet. Yeah. And we talk about. We didn't see him in that. You know, the whole crew, and you always think about. Clown car four years ago. The traditional ones who run, who are like cabinet members or senators or or, or congressmen. Newsom, yes. um, That's just the thing. Is there anybody in Joe Biden's cabinet that excites anybody? I said Buttigieg just because we saw him last time. And, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm no, tell not you, really, I, right? I don't think there are any. I, maybe that was done with intent. Who knows? I, well, I, Castro was in his cabinet, right? No, Castro. One of them. Castro was, was it one of them in the cabinet? Um, <laughs> I think one of them was. One of them was? One, you mean one was still in Congress and one was there? I think uh, I'm so. Not, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if they were in that. Again, try to try to pick no, a Castro. I think, I, think, <laughs> I think one of the Castro brothers was the Secretary of Transportation for Obama. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. I don't think I don't think they were in. I thought he became something no. for for Biden though. But, yeah. Okay, um, but I I think the, the list you gave is is good. Yeah, Newsom. I think you like you said the the Maryland governor is definitely somebody to watch if you want a dark horse. If Joe Biden doesn't run again, I think he's somebody who's going to have a big future in the Democratic Party. Um, and then yeah, the Klobuchar's people like that. But, okay, let's shift gears to the Republicans, though, because obviously we know Trump is announcing tonight. I don't even want to talk about Trump. Let's put Trump behind us. Who are the other Republicans? If only we could. I know. (laughs) Who are the other Republicans, maybe? And we've talked a little bit about DeSantis, so let's let's leave him out of this picture. Who are the other Republicans we think are jumping into the ring? Because I think there's going to be a bunch of them. Some will jump in, like Ted Cruz will jump in and... um... You might even get what's his name in Texas to jump in, Troy, because he's gotten he's trying to get his name, Abbott. Oh, uh, Greg Abbott. I don't know. I don't, think I don't know if Abbott's going to do that. I don't know. I mean, does this seem like he's? I think Abbott's content as governor of Texas. But definitely, I'm not I think, so sure. I think he did have aspirations, but yeah. I don't think they're viable. No, yeah. I don't think they are either. No, I don't. Uh, I definitely think that. Well, you know, I don't. I think he's one that's not going to challenge Trump. Yeah, Frank. Yeah. Before we you, you came, I was saying that I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Carrie Lake was in Mar-a-Lago because I wouldn't be surprised if Trump has already picked that it'd be his her running mate, his running mate. Wow. You know, yeah. uh, but you we'll missed me gloating about the loss of Carrie Lake as an old McCain Republican, but uh, well, uh, okay. Yeah. So let's talk about some other names. Uh, we, we mentioned a little bit, Tim Scott, maybe running to set himself up for something else. Um, yeah. I don't think he's viable. The rep- let's be honest. The Republican party is not going to vote for Tim Scott to be the nominee for president. You just can't say. Okay, couple last names I want to throw out there that I've heard news pundits speculating about getting into the Republican ring. One is Nikki Haley. 
I know you said you don't think America's ready for electing a, a female president. A governor. She was a governor. Yeah. She's no, been no. ambassador to the UN. Yep. Was in the Trump wing and then kind of started oh, to she slept herself. out the back door. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pulled an Irish goodbye from the the Trump wing of the she, party. Yeah, Groucho Marx. Hello, <laughs> I must be going. Yeah. And then the other, and you know, we're in New Jersey, so I find it amusing that they keep throwing his name out. Our old buddy Chris Christie. You know what? I, <laughs> will he do it? I don't know. He probably has got very sedentary over at ABC, and I'm sure he's doing work on Wall Street with his wife. I'm not so sure he's got it in. He's got yeah. it in his claw to do it. And the other governor, uh, Phil Murphy, would have a snowball's chance. You know, on the Democratic uh, side. On yeah. the Democratic side, I yeah. don't think. I don't think New Jersey. I don't think. Uh, who was the last president? It was Woodrow Wilson. Wilson? That's about it. I don't think you'll be seeing. And he's not even from New Jersey. Not even really from New no. Jersey. Yeah. No, he's no. from was a Virginian. Yeah, Virginian. Virginian. Yeah, but. Uh, so. Who else? The, but Nikki Haley's interesting because yes. Nikki Haley, like Tim Scott, could be playing for the number two spot. And yes. Would, you know, honestly, if Trump was smart, he'd turn to her, <laughs> but I, I don't think she'd accept. We could start so many statements with, if Trump was smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, there's hey, probably others that are going to jump in on the Republican side, Mike Pompeo and others, but yeah, I don't I, think any of them really stand a chance. been very quiet. I Even don't think Glenn Youngkin, you mentioned him. Yeah. He's somehow already facing racist attacks from Trump. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. As I if he was an Asian American. Yes. Because, you know, that would, in Trump's eyes, disqualify him if he was somehow. Again, um, another guy that's young enough to wait out this. Young this, enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think in the future maybe, but I don't think this Nikki time. Nikki Haley is young enough too. To so. Yes, yes yeah. she is. I and think I, the only one, though, who really presents a serious challenge to Trump to become the nominee, because you got to get at least some of that MAGA base to vote yeah. for you, is Ron DeSantis. Yeah. If, in fact, that's the case. And it would be best for the Republican Party if a lot of people don't jump in, yeah. because we saw that last time. Yeah. There, there were so, so many, many Republicans it, that even though Trump was pretty consistently hovering around 25% from his name recognition right. and all... That was enough because the rest splintered. Yes. In the that other 75%. case, if that's the case, then DeSantis would be very smart to slow play the whole thing. Uh, and, and I think... Well, look how Joe Biden got the nomination. Yeah. At the yeah. key moment, he got Clyburn's endorsement, but he also got Klobuchar and Buttigieg to drop out, throw their support behind him, and it carried him just enough over yeah, I mean, the other challengers. DeSantis, if he is interested has to get that MAGA support. Yes. And I honestly At least enough of it. If if Trump is completely repudiated... Do enough MAGA people finally admit that Trump is a loser? Well, the... the, the Trumpy Dumpty who couldn't build a wall, as the New York Post called him. The, the problem the is this. Again, can't win with Biggest him, loser in the party, him. as the Wall Street Journal called Donald uh, Trump. Does Donald Trump have an ounce of civility to walk away. No. Oh, God, no. No. So, because honestly, if if you could be talked out of walking away and some input and say what the platform would be, uh, MAGA supporters would then he have already an said easier two years decision ago. to make. Because if he come, if hits scorched earth policy like he's prone to do, he'll burn DeSantis is uh, right. basically... He already said two years ago that if they didn't stick with him, he would burn the Republican Party to the ground. 
Because he's not a Republican. <laughs> well, listen, Joe. As they said about the Joker in The Dark Knight, some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> last thoughts, Bill? Uh, my last thoughts are I'm looking forward for the other shoe to drop tonight. Oh, yeah, let's see what happens. Yep, so that will be tonight. Donald Trump is going to announce he's running. We'll see how that all shakes oh, out. Yes. Please let us know your thoughts looking ahead to the 2024 primary season. And looking back at these midterms we've just seen, reach out to us and let us know your thoughts and your questions at Wigs for Wigs. That is W-I-G-S-F-O-R-W-H-I-G-S at gmail.com. We can be reached at any time and we'll share your thoughts on a future episode. So thank you for tuning in, everybody. Take care and we'll see you again soon on another episode of Wigs for Wigs. Take care, everybody.